Welcome to The Brand Standard, a podcast that takes the BS out of branding. 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 You'll hear talks on the ins and outs of branding, the must-knows of the branding journey, and overall straight talk about what to expect during the branding process. I'm your host, Chelsea Collins. Let's get started. Welcome back to episode three of The Brand Standard. This topic is a favorite of mine to talk about. Today, I'm going to talk to you about the top three things to focus on when you are starting the process of developing your business branding. Now, everyone in the branding and design world will have their own top three things to start with when starting to brand a business. But I have found that these three things are the most important to have developed and created in order to be ready for whatever comes your way. Each item has its own purpose and each will get you onto this path of success for your business. So without further ado, let's get started. The first thing to focus on will be your logo. You should have a recognizable icon to which others can know who you are as a business. For example, when you see a swoosh icon, you know that it's for Nike. When you see the golden arches, you know that it's McDonald's. When you see the apple with a bite out of it, you know that it's apple, or at least you should. (laughs) Now, you want to have your website and your social media pages set up. That's the next thing. Depending on your business, you should have a place to showcase your business and what it can do. Here's a statistic for you. 65% of people are visual learners, according to the Social Science Research Network. That being said, most people want to see what you can do. If you don't have a product or service that you can show people, for an example, your coach or a fitness health trainer, focus on you as a person and let them get to know who you are and then post results from your clients your clients then become the visuals to show your audience kind of things like testimonials, transformations, uh, statistics, etc. Those are all important to have because you're showing your ideal client the transformation that they will receive by working with you because everyone is different. Whether you're a coach for business, whether you're a coach for fitness, it's all different. And people want to see what you can bring to the table. Last is the brand guidelines. This one is the most important item to have as a business owner. All of your branding specifications are in this document and it gives all of the information needed when outsourcing to third-party businesses for various tasks like website design or designing marketing materials. Okay, let's break this down a little more. Let's talk about your logo. Some believe that you don't need a logo right off the bat. For some, that may be true because a solid system and process in the back end of your business is very important. But speaking solely from a design perspective, a logo is the face of your business and it is what everyone sees first. I'm going to give you a few pointers on how to achieve a great logo. So listen closely. First, you will want to connect with a designer to help you through the process. Unless you have a background in Adobe Illustrator, not Canva, having a designer to help you will go a long way. 
Designing logos is something that I do with my clients all the time. So if you're looking for someone to help, but you don't know where to start, send me an email and I'll help you out. You can find that link below in the show notes. Second, you want to choose a logo that is simple and that can be easily formatted from big to small and still be able to make out what your logo looks like. Too much detail will look chaotic and it won't translate well into smaller sizes. You want a logo that will look great, whether it's on a business card or a billboard. Try to pick a color palette of two to three main colors in your logo. Too many colors will be distracting. Your fonts are another thing that should be legible, and you should have one main font for your business name. And then if you have a tagline, you can use another font. You can also have another font for like your body paragraphs in your marketing. So keep your fonts maybe one to two, three at the most. My caution would be that if you're going to use a cursive font, be sure that the majority of people can read it. Show your friends, show your family. If people are kind of like, what does that say? Change your font. If you want to go the cursive route, I would suggest doing a handwritten font. Those are legible, they're easily readable, and they still look great. And they still have that cursive loopy type of look. Lastly, and very important, is to make sure you do your research. Figure out who your target audience is and what they like and gravitate to. One thing to keep in mind is that your color palette is not chosen based on what you like. I'll say it again. Your color palette is not chosen based on what you like. It is a strategic decision based on what your target audience likes. For example, If your favorite color is blue, but you run a dance studio for girls, you'll likely want to think about if that makes the most sense. Many girls that age like pink and will resonate more towards that color. And we all know that as parents, we will give the kids what they want if they beg for it enough. Am I right? Can I get an amen? (laughs) I know that this is sometimes true for my son. Not all the time, but sometimes. Now, for your website or social media pages, whether you choose a website or a social media presence or both to showcase your business, the important thing to do is to show up consistently. That is the key component. Consistent is key. If you are going with a website, be sure to update the year at the bottom of the website in the footer area, as well as change out or add to your portfolio so that your potential clients or customers, when they land on your website, they're seeing updated images and updated everything. Your year will always be updated. That is key. It's very easy to change. If you choose to go to the website route, you can put all of your content under one space. You can have multiple pages that talk about your services or products, your pricing, and maybe even a blog. It's one place where people can look around and get to know you and your business on their own time. This is always great when you have a portfolio to show off and testimonials from your past clients. If you want to see an example of a well-laid out website, you can check mine out at www.double8designstudio.com. 
Now, moving on to the bread and butter, your brand guidelines. Many businesses do not have a brand guideline book, and they definitely should. It actually surprises me when I get a brand guidelines book from a client. Don't worry, it's a happy surprise for sure because I am giddy because the brand guidelines is amazing to get as a designer. For me as a designer, it takes the guesswork out of the project. And you're given specific uses for everything and rules for marketing materials. You can't fail. It's like fail-proof. If you aren't familiar with what a brand guidelines book or brand standards book is, I will give you all of the insight to you because these guidelines are imperative for a business to have. This book outlines the ins and outs of your brand and how to use your brand. It lists out your typography, which is your font, color palette, and the codes for those specific colors known as hex codes, CMYK, RGB, makeup, uh, the logo and its variations and uses. And it lays out how your branding is used for your stationery, business cards, letterhead, marketing materials, flyers, brochures, etc., your website, social media platforms, and it gives rules on how close your logo can be to the edge of the page and the minimum size it can be on a promotional item and so much more. Now, all of these items that they list out kind of is like, well, why do I need this? Your color palette is the one that I'm going to zone in on because every color has its own code, a specific color code. And If you say, oh, this pink looks great, but the color code is off, then it's not going to be your brand color. So those color palettes with those specific color codes are how you keep on brand and make sure everything is good. So having those listed out in a brand standards book is key. It helps your designer know what exact color is needed. Think of this guideline book as your business branding Bible. By doing the legwork in the beginning, you'll be set up for success and you will feel confident in outsourcing because you have the tool that will make your business stand out from the rest, especially for us designers. This brand book is essential because if you're working with multiple contractors or team members, they need to know and understand how to use the different branding elements. It allows your brand assets to stay consistent regardless of who is supporting your business growth. Now, most people who have an idea of what this book is tend to shy away from it because it is very time consuming. It's considered a big project and can be costly. But I'm going to break down each of these concerns because I think it's very important and each of these will have a loophole. This brand guideline book can be very time consuming, but it's more so on my end as a designer because I am laying everything out and making sure that it flows and all the information is there that is needed to be there. A brand book, now it can be a big project due to the number of pages a client needs it to be, but this can also be a small project in the beginning. You can do this brand guidelines book in sections or as you go along It can start with having the basic information and as certain items get added to your branding suite, you can then have your designer add those into the brand guidelines book. This book also doesn't have to be a big project right off the bat. 
It can be all at once if you really want to, or you can do it section by section. Start with basic and go from there. Now, cost is something that will be determined at the time of the project. But if you break it into sections throughout the year or even throughout the term of the business, then it won't be as costly as doing it all at once. Now, for some of my clients, they want to get it done right off the bat. They want to get it all done so they don't have to worry about it. And that's perfectly fine. It'll take me a while as a designer to lay everything out anyways. So it's something that will need to be scheduled out and just know that it won't be something that'll be done in a day. It'll probably take a couple weeks to make it perfect. I hope this serves as a good starting point for you as far as information goes on these three items. If you want more information, though, on these items, as well as more things, I would love to give you my branding starter kit. This kit is free of charge. You don't have to pay anything. You just have to sign up. Inside of this kit, I dive even deeper into each of these three crucial branding elements that you need to have in your business. This kit also gives you insider information about the terms that you will hear during the branding process. And let me tell you, those terms will definitely be great because it'll give you a leg up when you're talking to a designer. Lastly, you'll be given some best practices to keep in mind when you are developing your brand and nurturing it. Don't miss out on this. Check it out at www.double8designstudio.com slash get the kit. That's www.doubl-e, the number eight, D-E-S-I-G-N-S-T-U-D-I-O dot com slash get the kit. It's also in the show notes. I hope you all have a great day and I will be back with the next episode next Wednesday, June 2nd. Talk then. Bye.